There we go. Yay. <laughs> new well, new format, new new recording thing cuz Zoom is weird, and so we're going to try this. And yeah. I'm Jackie. Hi Lori. Hi Kyle. Hello. Would you have Hello Jacqueline. Did you have a Kyle sandwich for lunch cuz that's what we're doing on this uh, on this video. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> what <laughs> Jackie, why <laughs> Why would you make it sexual? That is very yeah. disturbing for yeah, all of that's us. What, that was from when you were a kid, when you hug somebody and you'd say, what'd you have for lunch? And then you'd both hug from a different, okay. It was something that. Yeah, that's also would peep- weirdly sexual from your childhood. Oh, wow. My childhood, blessedly <laughs> not sexual. That's the good news. I'm going to write that down as a possible Yay. tag. Blessedly. <laughs> did you get to do stand-up comedy this week? I don't feel like I did. Um, I did not as much as I wanted. Um, I had three nights off in the middle of the week, uh, which I did go insane. Um, uh, but, but, you know, yeah, I hung out with my son a lot. That was cool. But I, you know, whatever I, you know, it doesn't feel good to not be on stage. And, um, but I did, uh, I had two spots at flappers on Friday and the second one, Marilyn Rice Cub was on the show, and oh, that's cool. It got really, it got really dark, and there was, I guess, there was a there was a cop and a sheriff in the in the small audience, and um, uh, they were both depressed. And one of them goes, "Nobody likes this anymore." <laughs> and it was, and no one stepped up to go. You're not wrong, you know, gentlemen. You are you not know, incorrect. Like, Right. In Ohio or something, it would be like round of applause. But in California, it was like, yeah, no one, no one corrected him. Right. Not, not at all. It was great. Right. It's true. Oh, uh, very sad. So those were, those are fun shows. And, um, and then, uh, Saturday I was at the comedy magic club and, uh, oh, wow. the first one was in the lounge. Oh, uh, that was okay. And, uh, you know, not bad for the lounge. And then, um, the second one was in the big room and the big room always is, a uh, is you know great and it was uh it was fun and um i don't know hanging out you know i was t- <laughs> where there were there was a discussion about women on instagram and how we're forced to pick our our roles oh, you know like okay. either you're gonna be sex you're gonna be like sexy or a girl like the girl's girl those seems to be the two things to do really well on instagram right you know um yeah it's weird it's and who was discussing this? Were women discussing this or were men discussing yes. this? Yes. No, women. Oh, um Luz Luz, I forget her last name, L U Z and Cat Alvarado and uh Von DiCarlo, myself. Uh okay. I think we were kind of batting it around, you know? Yeah, yeah. I um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what to do about Instagram or TikTok or any of that stuff. I'm like, I have clips. I, I, I play them. Right. They're only getting hundreds of views instead of tens of thousands like they were that first month. And right. I suppose, I mean, there's part of me that just wants to, and I've lost like 500 followers. And, uh, but I also, but there's part of me that's bored now. I too am bored of me. 
and bored of TikTok <laughs> and bored of all of the whatever content I'm supposed to be providing. I know. I will say, I just looked at my schedule while you were telling that story. That was rude. But I will say that. Yeah, I, I noticed <laughs> and I, I kept, I said, I'm here for the listener. I'm not here for Jackie. <laughs> You, I'm you're here listener. to explain to the listener of what shows you got to do. Guess what I got to do? No shows. You asked. No shows. You fucking asked. Oh, and I will ask again. Kyle? I cared. Uh, I cared enough to ask. Sadly, did not care okay. enough to listen. Very sad. Very disappointing, I'm sure, for everyone. Jackie, yes? you are, I know that you, you are a good daughter-in-law. Because I know that you drove to... One of the worst places in <laughs> California and back to uh, give your mother-in-law a, a taste of an old friendship. Yep. What we did. I guess, okay. Yeah. So we left on Friday. We came back today, Sunday. And on Friday, we went to Exeter to see her old house because there was a big flood in Exeter and Lindsay last year. Oh. And her house uh, and, and every that whole neighborhood got flooded. Luckily, her house. She sold before the flood. Right before, oh, like weeks. God, sweet. I know she. No. She was talking about how great it was, and so oh her. Oh my god! Her one neighbor that she was super friends with, David. So we drove up there. That was three hours, out of the way. Hung out. Oh, oh no! It wasn't on the way. Oh my sort god! Of, that's awful. Sort of on the way, but it was a ten-hour day. So 10 hour day of driving, which uh, is always a pain. And, and then we got to Oroville. So we go to Exeter. We bond with David and his mama. And, uh, and then we uh, keep going. And then we go, we, so we get to Oroville at like 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to bed. And then we're going to meet. She has like essentially two couples and a, and a friend who still live in Oroville yeah. and they're all super right wing list watch. Like this morning we went to visit this very nice couple who was watching Newsmax. Uh, oh, as I God. said, Oh, that's worse re- than Fox. reality television. Reality nightmare news is what it was. Reality in quotes. Right. Uh, Are these couples straight or gay? Straight. Everybody's straight. So what we did was, wow. and I got also, I, we, I got to see where Andy, the house that Andy mostly lived in from when he was about probably 14 to 18. And then okay. Chris and Fran lived there for another 10 years and then moved to Lindsay. And the guy who bought the house was their contractor. Can I just say Chris and Fran had terrible taste in towns? Oh. Uh <laughs> Oroville, Lindsay, and Exeter? What the hell? I have to tell you, when they lived, I when I first met them, they were living in Lindsay. And whenever we'd go to dinner, we'd go to fucking Porterville. And when they moved to Exeter, I was like, wait, Exeter has been here the whole time? Because Exeter is literally <laughs> 10 minutes in the other direction. And it literally has like a French restaurant. It's like where all the orange uh, orchard people where all the owners lived. So it's the coolest yeah. town in that area. A low bar indeed, but whatever. <laughs> it was like, and so that's where we, you guys, you ever want to spend some time on the 99 and the 65? Uh, pick again. 
Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> why now? Why not fly to Oroville? That seems like a to fly a to Sacramento and then and then drive the hour. Is that what you do? Fly to Is Sacramento? It, are there? I bet there's like little puddle jumpers that would fly right to Oroville. It's not, got a not little right airport. To, though maybe okay. a velo. But remember how a velo cancels? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Easy Jet or something. There's a couple of those little jet companies. Right. But but um, I was thinking about that because well, she, she was thinking about. You know, she's like, now that she's gone once, she kind of wants to go again. And I was like, so I was looking at Sacramento. I was like, I would rather, oh I would God. rather spend six hours at an airport, varying degrees of airport, and then mm-hmm. an hour driving and then airport <laughs> again mm-hmm. uh, to, to end the mat, to end the madness. Even though we listened to yeah. almost an entire book on tape. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I almost, you know, she is a lovely person. She genuinely is. I love her dearly and I even mm-hmm. like her, mm-hmm. but she, mm-hmm. and this isn't, this is something I need to, to be aware of, right? Is how often I complain, how often I look at something and judge it from someone mm-hmm. else. And I was like, I almost wanted to start making a journal of every time any of us complain about anything and just go, Hey, why don't we all shut it? Jackie, are you aware of your profession? I am a stand-up comic. And one of the things right. that stand-up comics do is complain, right? That is a premise. In joke in form. In joke form. Yes. That is. Yes. You know, why don't I say it out loud, huh? It's like an easy, it's low-hanging fruit, Kilmartin. It's low-hanging fruit. I say make complicated. Make it hard. Make stand-up comedy harder. No. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know. You've uh, gotten very, I I don't know what you're saying right now, but I think I agree with you. (laughs) You should definitely be agreeing with me right now, for sure. (laughs) But I have sets this week and I could not be more pleased. I am. First of all, I was, I was going to March tomorrow. I was going to pick it tomorrow. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have the day off because it's Labor Day. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Monday, the day this comes out is Labor Day and there will be no, Picketing because picketing. we get the day yeah. off because we're laborers. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm hoping to have the beanie um, page up tomorrow too, which was union made USA beanies. But who knows? Mm-hmm. God, look to my Instagram. Look to all the things. I'll be fucking posting it. Um, yeah, I think the guild, the writers guild is not picketing on Tuesday as well, at least at Warner brothers, but um, oh. check into yeah. it. Sag, Sag might be, Carrying a load on Tuesday. Right. Uh, I'm telling you, SAG really made a difference in the vibe. Oh, yeah? Uh, on strike. Yeah. Because the writers, I mean, we were just sort of, if you walked, if you found someone, you would be talking. But uh, it was often just walking in circles <laughs> by yourself. And then the, um, you know, and also the, at that point, we we're also walking in the afternoon, or I was. And it was a little more desolate in the afternoon. Oh, right. The afternoon shift, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so, but SAG really, they bring DJs, they, uh, they just always have, they have music and the, the people running the crosswalks are kind of fun. Right. They're actors. You know, uh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, I have been asked to do stand up over at Warner brothers. They want to set up a a stand up thing, either at Warner brothers or Disney. Interesting. And I was like, yeah, this could be, it could feel desperate. And, uh, it's, it, it, 
uh, very akin to performing at your high school reunion. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Think, think long and hard about that. Well, one. no, I turned it down, <laughs> but I said that I would go and support yeah. and watch. Is um, yeah, my favorite so far. The 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 my favorite time picketing has been that Disney, the Disney Walk, because it's yeah a big one mile square that you're doing, and so it's yeah. not just back yeah. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, yeah, have you done the Disney one, or have you mostly because you could? I oh, have. Good. Yeah, I have. I guess I I, I uh, have. I feel like I'm, I know the, 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 uh, captains and people that run Warner brothers. So it feels, it's starting to feel like a bar to me, like a bar <laughs> that I go to frequently. <laughs> right. Like Chandra and Brandon. Norm. And, you know, so I, the gangs there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I like to check in with them and, um, you know, do my laps or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, getting your it, it is, it is, um, my knee is feeling better. I think uh, maybe I'm getting more used to it. I'm also not doing, I think when it was really hurting, I was doing four hours on concrete and these are shorter. Like I, you know, that you're supposed to go nine to 12. I'm like, you know, in the Valley and I get there around 10, you know, yeah. Do I do a 10 to 12, but then it, it, really 12, everyone starts wrapping up at 1145. So I'm like, it's like an hour and 45 minutes and it's not killing me. So, right. Uh, that, that's also nice. I'm not completely, devastated and just bedridden for hours afterwards. Like I was early on. Right. Uh, I, I do want to march or picket, which I think of as marching. And then <laughs> it's not my, yeah, it's, it's just, just picketing. Walking. It's just marching. Picketing. It's not, but it's <laughs> right. a protest, right? It's a, it's a, I, you know, I used to do a lot more, a lot more marching for, of you know, uh, but it's whatever. But I, yeah, I want to do more picketing, but I also, I am looking forward to being home this week. Uh, I have, yeah. Jason Van Glass has a show that I'm going to do on Thursday. I'm doing two shows oh, on cool. Friday, one in Glendale, one in Burbank. And then on Saturday, I'm going to do Jimmy Pardo's thing at Flar- Flappers. And, oh, and then I'm going to, what's, yeah. what's Pardo's thing? What's he doing? Know, he might just be headlining. Is it his game? It might be his. Oh, it might neat. be his game show thing, but it might be. I think I get to do his game show thing. I usually just do a five minute spot, but I thought he asked me to do more yeah. time. So that'll cool. be that'll be cool if he's if he's doing a full. That'd be a lot of yeah. Fun. And then I'm gonna have lunch with Martha Kelly this week, and um. Wow. Well, hello. Well, hello. Nice. And then next week <laughs> I'm doing the lab for Valerie Tosi. I just I I need to pick up some. I need to pick up some more sets this week. So flappers, I am open, but, uh, yeah, I, I need to pick up sets too. I need, I, I'm going to Seattle on a Friday. Oh, that's right. You're doing laughs. Some laughs. Yeah. Oh, fun. Right. Two Friday, two Saturday that I definitely, I, I took last night off or tonight, tonight, Sunday, and I'll be taking Monday night off. So I don't like to have more than two days in a row, especially when I'm headlining. I want to be all, you know, sharp as possible. Um, this, okay. The, you know, that I have a spider, right? I saw and, that you uh, sent the spider web picture. It's gorgeous. She just does not stop. Okay. So she made this gigantic web and then, uh, I took it down. Like I, you know, she wasn't in it. Of course I took it down during the day. I can't be walking into fucking web. Right, right. Right. So, so she put another one up. She works at night. Right. Yep. And she put, this is now she's, this is the fourth day in a row now. 
I just saw her crawl across the air. So she's starting another one. Right. I mean, that's I, what she I does, keep I taking guess. Them down and she, but why won't she move to a different location? <laughs> I don't understand. But you know what? I guess she's catching her what she needs at night. And then I, I tear it down and she's like, fuck it. I'll start over. Maybe she likes that I'm tearing it down. And it's pushing her creatively <laughs> to come up with new patterns. <laughs> Have you named her yet? Charlotte? It's uh. <laughs> no i haven't she's pretty big though but uh you know she seems a, a like a friendly gal and she does disappear during the day thankfully right so you don't have to live that life um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i uh i'm just i'm just tired a little bit no you were driving is exhausting in any weather especially now it was Um, beautiful up there though holy smokes it's gorgeous it's uh yeah the feather river (laughs) yeah sure uh i i wanted to find um an andy high school t-shirt go thunderbirds yeah uh but i uh (laughs) we didn't find i went to a raley's which i guess is their local grocery oh yeah sure sure. store up there and um Uh uh-huh it was, you know, it was, uh, it was all right. We ended up, we, uh, both of her friends wanted to have dinner yeah. at the casino and it's not the casino that I did a show at though. You know that there's sets up there. You know that there's those casinos they booked. Sure. That's the only other time yeah. I had been to Oroville and Andy came with me because famously there is, there was one last native American who came out of the Indi- uh, out of the, out of the, the hills. Ishii mm-hmm. was his name mm-hmm. and he ended up going okay. to Stanford for some reason, uh, in 1908 or 1911. And, um, wow. right. He literally, he gave himself up to the reservation in 1911. And so when I told Andy that I was booked, this is 2011, probably that I was booked at the, the gold coast Indian casino. Andy was like, wait, there aren't any native Americans in, well, famously, there's no Native Americans. I was like, yes, but you could put a casino anywhere in this country because it was at some there time were. there were, yeah. it was Native American land. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now there's going to be three. There's two up there and there's going to be three. And so we went, we ate at the fancy restaurant uh, last night and then we ate at the buffet today uh, for breakfast. And oh my God. yeah, and we stayed. And then you drove ten hours, <laughs> right? And then we well today it was it was pretty good. It was just seven, and uh, okay. And then um, we listened to uh, the first Thursday Murder Club book on tape, which I was like, uh-huh. I'm just putting this on. We're just gonna do it. <laughs> and we stayed at a Hampton Inn in Chico. Um, I texted Guy Branham because Guy Branham, of course, grew up in Yuba City. And right, right, right. when I met Guy Branham, I was no way he grew that I thought that he grew up in the town next to Andy, <laughs> uh, because right. because both he and Andy have left those towns behind, my friends. And right, uh, right. the uh, so Guy Branham texts me back and he goes, "Go get some peaches. It's peach season." And I guess we just missed like about a month and a half ago. Andy was like, "If you if we had come up a month and a half ago." all we would have smell, smelled were, were peach blossoms and peaches. Because they shot the, I, the, the the scene in Gone with the Wind up in Oroville with the peach blossoms. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, 
I don't like peaches. Um, I don't like that fuzzy skin, I and to, I can't get over it. I have it. to fucking leave. We are. This is. It's just. <laughs> you're a mutt, Jackie. It, How it, it, it would come to? It's going to come to an end one day. Why? Why not today? Why? And why not over peaches? <laughs> Could you imagine if it was over fruit? It's just like I've had it. Yes, if you come after me with my apple situation one more time, we really are. It's going to be done. a paper cut. Um, uh, yeah. So I was watching a, a Matt Reif video popped up on my Twitch board. Wow. And um, you know he's he does obviously does a ton of crowd work, and he you know it's funny. He does really well. They love it. Oh, good. It's all it's all good. You know, good for everybody. But I'm wondering. Is this, you know, a lot of comics are videotaping or recording the audience now, and they're they're either expecting to be part of the show, or somebody else pointed out on Twitter they had been to a show where the audience was being recorded. They they purposely receded a little bit and didn't laugh as loud and didn't really participate because they didn't want to be on on in someone's video. Right. Um, I don't know. I just was. I, 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 I like the idea that the stage is us and the audience is in the dark. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> as you know what, that's why you yeah. don't want them to watch all the clips either. Cause I also want them to be in the dark about what the fucking punchline is. How about that? Really? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why people do crowd work stuff. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, we're, we're in a horrible cycle of we have to produce this stuff to get people to come to shows. And then, I mean, they're, they're yeah. okay I hearing the jokes again, but I like it when they don't know the jokes and then I tell the jokes and Me then too. they're excited about the freaking jokes. It is a weird thing that yeah. when people record the audience and that maybe the audience expects to, to be recorded, I'm doing, I mean, he, he was talking to a guy that stood up and was talking back and, what? you know, and, and there was a light on him. The guy was, oh. it was just, did you, like he was lit enough where you could see him. And, but it, did you ever see the Tony Robbins documentary? No, but I heard it was great. Oh, it's really good. And it, it, there was this one moment where like Tony's connecting with the audience and his wife is running the music and she, she pushes the volume up on some inspirational music. And I'm like, this is, I feel like we're very close to that kind of choreography and stand up. Uh, when know? will Kyle cease come back to us? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, come on, man. Uh, I wonder, I listened to, I'm not done with it, but uh, Marin's interview of Maria on Oh, okay. What do you, uh, WTF? Right. Really, it's so good. It's so good. That's oh, yeah. cool. Her book. Her I book comes it. out this week. It's her birthday today, yeah. Sunday. Um, yeah, she's a Leo, right? I guess. I don't know. I the only reason <laughs> I know she's it's her birthday is because uh, somebody. I think it's in my calendar, but uh, I picked her up. Uh, so I took a picture. There was a guy. <laughs> Sitting uh, at the gas station I stopped at on the way on the up the five tonight, and um, mm -hmm. he was wearing a hat that said fifty one fifty. Oh, like the when they when the, they put uh, you away, code? yeah, when they put you away because slash Van Halen album. <laughs> Is there a Van Halen album named fifty one fifty? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Weird. There is because I think it was one of the Sammy Hagar ones, okay. and it was like, "Ooh, they're so they're so edgy." Well, because I never, I didn't know that the code for for some sort of psychological failure, so the government steps in and takes you off in in a straitjacket until Maria yeah. Bamford told me about it. And now every oh. time I see the words, I see the numbers. I'm like, "Hey, Maria." And uh, fifty-one fifty, <laughs> which of course, hey, you had troubles, right? You were uh, you had some problems. I'm so sorry. And so I took a picture of the guy's hat. I asked the guy if I could take a picture of his hat, and he was like, "I'm from Vietnam." And I was like, "Great, can I still take a picture of your hat?" And so uh, I wanted to talk to him. I wish I knew Vietnamese, uh, but I don't. Um, so I just took a picture of his hat. <laughs> a- it was super random. That's a. That's an unusual thing to wish, uh, just so you could have one conversation with a guy at a gas station. Wait, it seems like a lot of work to put did in. Did you ever, I have that conversation, I have that more than, in the last 35 years of doing stand-up comedy, every couple of years, I'm like, God, I wish I spoke Cantonese. There's a billion people who've never heard my jokes. Have you ever <laughs> thought to yourself, I wish I uh, knew sign language so that I could do it for the deaf? Have you ever thought that? No, I feel like uh, the deaf can lip read, and so they're taken care of. Uh, China censors, they will not let you, don't even bother learning Cantonese. They're not going to hear, or Mandarin, they're not going to hear your jokes. You, you, you're too salty. That's um, such if you, one. If you want to. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> oh, I'm here God. all week, you guys. <laughs> guys, she's already doing spots. I haven't uh, done stand-up in say- a week. I don't do stand-up anymore. It's so sad. <laughs> I I hate that feeling. I feel if I if I don't have a set like two nights in a row, I'm like I'm being edged out of the business. I, they all had a meeting. <laughs> I had to take. I took so many laps today. I literally had to leave Andy to all of it. Um, this morning <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna fill. I'm gonna load the car. 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 We get in the car. I'm like, I'm gonna sit in the back seat. I was in the backseat and I didn't, I was like, why are you in such a piss ass mood? And it turns out I have done stand up in almost six days, seven days, a lot of days. I feel not good. I don't feel like a person, which isn't cool. It shouldn't be my entire identity. And yet that's true. That is sadly it's troubling, (laughs) but I can't help you because I'm the same way. (laughs) It is troubling. It is. I really don't know what to do about this because there will be a day when we can't do it. (sighs) We physically can't we something. And will we be able to accept our physical limitations at whatever age it is? Did did, uh, I read, um, maybe I listened to a podcast where Lewis Black was talking about retiring because he's in his seventies. Right. And uh, I was like, wow, I, I, I don't know how he would do it. I don't know him, but I don't know how he, that guy's constantly worked and he's always doing new shit. And I don't know how you turn that off. Where, where do you put that energy, that new, that new material energy? Like I, I have new stuff I was writing today. I'm like, uh, you know, when I was trying to do something else, that's when I come up with yeah. jokes <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> And so I'm like, uh, so I sat down and wrote them all down. I'm like, I need, I need, you know, I, I, uh, I um, texted Monique uh, Moreau and I'm like, are you guys doing a wiener vino tomorrow night? Let me just pop in please. But they're not. And um, cause I just want to try stuff and I don't know where that energy is going to go when we can't do it. And then are we just going to die inside or something <laughs> and our bodies will follow? Assisted living will work the room. You got to You, you just have to get into some <laughs> yes. sort of planned golf community of old people and then just start, start uh, 
You know, we're, we're going to yeah, be old, I mean, those old men who won't stop talking to the nurses. Well, that's going to be us. <laughs> that's your dad. And I do believe you will be your dad. Well, uh, I have to tell you that. So here's what happened with my dad. He's called me again, by the way. I'm like, first of all, it's got to be 11 o'clock. In, what is he doing up? He's 86. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I gave him a sweatshirt. Because you know how all old guys wear those I was a veteran hat or sweatshirts. Yeah. So right. I got my dad a, a Navy Corman sweatshirt and I sent it to him and he calls me. He's like, the hell am I going to do with that? And I said, I don't know Wear it. It's a sweatshirt. And he goes, yeah, no, I'm not going to wear it. And so I'm going to give it back to you when you come visit. So I come to visit. He forgets to give it back to me. I was like, just take it to the VA, Dad, and um, or leave it in your break room. There's got to be another Navy corpsman staying in that old people building you live in. Or take it to the VA and give it to them. And he goes, they sell that crap at the VA. And I said to him, then why don't you return it to the gift shop? And he goes, no. Oh, yeah. I'm going <gasps> to. And I was like. Oh, my Lord. Your dad is embezzling from the VA, Jackie. Oh, at all times. (laughs) Do not doubt it. Let me just tell you something. Everybody, nobody else gets the service he gets at the VA. But I will say this. (laughs) He is an income generating machine. Like he's like, I might get 12, 15 bucks for that. What'd you spend on it? I said, I spent $20 on it, dad. Do what you can to get as close to that as you can. You know what the 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 VA? If I remember correctly, I somehow when my dad had cancer, I contacted them, and he was eligible for like a little stipend. Yeah, and that's because he, he got probably it. got it from being in the service. Andy's dad died of ALS. He had Lou Gehrig's disease, and uh, oh my god, it was devastating and very sad. Awful. But Clyde, um, they were amazing. The Navy was amazing and the VA was amazing for him because whenever you have some sort of disease like that, the armed forces here in the United States is like, yeah, we probably give that to you. And so you get whatever you get. He got the best service. Like he got, you know, did, was he, was he uh, in Korea or uh, Vietnam? Yeah. In between, in between. So he didn't, he wasn't in a war and they still think they gave him ALS. Cause he was, yeah. Because he was just at, at one of the uh, bases, the the different bases oh, who have knows what yeah with their shit the they, crap that's I feel like they test a lot of shit on soldiers too you yeah know? yeah the, I mean comic books I mean they actually yeah. used yeah. to so why would they have stopped oh but yeah right um uh that I just read this uh, thing about you know Celine Dion she has Canadian this, singer uh, yes right. <laughs> No, am I wrong? I'm not wrong. Yes. Okay. No, that's right. <laughs> she canceled. She's canceled all. She's done singing in public. Oh, no. Because she has um, this disorder, very, very rare, called stiff person disease. <laughs> and why? Wow. Kyle's <laughs> laughing. Kyle, super sensitive. You both, you both, anyway. You both suck. You both <laughs> well, suck. Let's, we didn't name it. I disassociate. I, I'm so sorry that you think that we. I disassociate. So it causes the body to just have uh, violent spasms out of control. Oh, like, but. Yeah, hilarious, <laughs> right, Kyle? <laughs> but wait, not, not, um, uh, seizures. Not ALS. Not seizures. 
just like uh, the spasms, spasms? seizures i'm not sure okay. but to to the point where it's so like she can't stop it it's incredibly painful and she cannot sing she doesn't know when they come on but they're frequent and uh mm-hmm. she's 55 and it's like she's got 12 years she's got two twins that are 12 and it's oh. like fuck like she in addition to a, a, one of the most incredible voices I, I i i assume she's a great live performer Right, right. It seemed like she was. I never saw her, but um, uh, fuck. I mean, you don't know when it's going to end. No, no you, you actually <laughs> you know? don't. That's one of the one of the great mysteries of life is when you don't know when it's done. Uh, I mean, performing, especially performing for us, like right. We don't know. No, all of a sudden, no, could right. And uh, at least you have another skill. You can write. You know, you've written books, Lori. Uh, you could write books. Jackie, don't remind me. Don't remind me of that. <laughs> I can't even. I The mystery of what this time of my life has been, hopefully I'll get out of it and look back and go, yeah, that was crazy. But I, I it, it has been so hard to make myself write anything. Have you listened to uh, any of those Julia? Not my stand-up. Have you listened to those Julia Louis-Dreyfus episodes yet? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I have most of them. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break, by the way. Somewhere in an alternate universe where Hollywood is smarter. And the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thruple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe... You can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. And then let's do Comic of the Week, and then we'll talk more about aging. This person, not old, no. Uh, or or a really old clip because you know how uh, you you keep getting stand-up clips coming at you on inst- instagram it has yeah. begun i saw this woman on on instagram and her name is jaleesa robinson j-a-l-i-s-a yeah. robinson and it's at the real jaleesa and i laughed out loud I watched her reels and <laughs> I was like, holy shit, who is this kid? And um, she's not a kid, grown up lady, grown up woman working, mm-hmm. working. The, the So find her, you guys, uh, the real Jaleesa. And um, yeah, because she's outstanding. Is she L.A. based? Don't remember. <laughs> Literally look okay. her up and find. Thanks for doing all your homework, Jackie. Right. Appreciate exactly. It. What I did was a half-assed job that Instagram threw, threw a comic at me. <laughs> she's based out of Los Angeles now. She was in the Bay prior. Oh, she's. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Not originally I, from the Bay, though. has been moving around all the good comedy spots. Oh, that's why I thought you knew her. That's how she came up. Because I was like, I wonder if Lori knows her. And you're like, I don't know her because she must have been after you. And now she lives here. So we're going to probably, you're going to probably run into her at the Owino Vino or whatever. <laughs> well, here's what, as always, you make things uh, awkward for me. Um <laughs> I'm like, that name sounds familiar. I can't picture her. And you said it right before that we started. So I'm like, I'll just let Jackie take this one. Then I'll look later. And, uh, of course you, uh, didn't let me have that, uh, graceful, uh, exit. You decided to Here's point the out great that thing I, about Riverside I, FM. 
Kyle could just edit this out just by okay. audio. No, don't edit out me explaining how shitty you are. Right. You guys don't want to not know how awkward I make it because I make it awkward, you guys. But as soon as you said her name, I'm like, wait, I know her. I know her. I just couldn't visualize her. Right. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Okay. But I'm I'm good now. And uh, we, you know, we start, you, you pretty much announced her right before we started. So I didn't have time to poke around. It's hard to recognize so. things from under the bus, Lori. So it's like. Which is where Jackie had been directly <laughs> pushing you. <laughs> Finally. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm so glad I have a witness to this abuse. Oh, that's why. And it's not just. That's why Kyle's still. Because here's the thing about Riverside FM. He could be a he could be a lurker, a producer in the background. But we know that the listeners of the Jackie and Lori show enjoy enjoy Kyle piping in. Having a, an expression that Lori can make fun of, having a laugh that we too. need, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, so, but the uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. So, ja- okay. yes, those those women that she's interviewing are in their seventies and eighties, right? And Carol right. Burnett's ninety, mm-hmm. I think. And um, yeah, they're still working. And what I like about the interviews with with these people is that. They they don't know either when they're going to stop performing, but they keep going. And I think that that's a key thing with aging, where you're like, I don't know when everything's going to hurt too much, or I'm going to break a hip, or I'm going to lose something. Or like, I met a very nice woman who has dementia, and this weekend, and uh, one of Chris's friends, uh, his the the woman of the couple. A man, woman, couple. They, uh, she yeah. has dementia, and a couple of times we're hanging out and having dinner, or breakfast, or whatever. And she said, she turns to her husband and goes, "What's the disease I have?" And he goes, "It's dementia." And she goes, "That's what I've got. I've got dementia." And uh, wow. so it's a freaking trip. And there's, you know, yeah. it's unfortunate, uh, but. Well, that was a depressing tale, Jackie. I thought you were going to try to inspire <laughs> it's me. It's not stiff body. No, but it is. Uh, but what I do say is that you have to keep going, and there's no way to know when. So you just have to live your life to the fullest. Is is I? It is a pep talk in the end, right? Of course. Yeah. No, but uh, but uh, <laughs> nope. I'm saying this time in my life, which was very, I had two stark losses: my mother and my job. Right. right. And then, uh, and now, and then the pandemic kind of, it's still happening, but it rolled into the strike and it was, it's just been like this weird of feeling of, am I ever going to work again? Am I, am I, am I already been kicked to the curb, but I don't know it yet or what? I I don't know, you know, and it's really hard to, when you're, when half of your brain is worrying about that all the time, it's hard to let the other part of you be joyful and right. You know, like you can't like when I was working on Conan and my mom was here and I had, I had so many things going on and I didn't have time for anything. I was also able to write two books because I knew I had income coming in and, and I just would like find the time. All I needed was time. I didn't have to worry about money and I didn't have to, you know, I had my kid was taken care of like all the things I worry about now I didn't have to worry about. And right, uh, your life has changed such a great deal. It's true. A great yeah. deal, a great yeah. deal, and uh, in a way that I thought I would handle better than I am. Right, right. Like I, I thought 
my mom is driving me insane and and but I feel like now I'm a character that has lost their nemesis <laughs> and I don't even know how to act anymore. Right. Right. It's uh you might need a new arch enemy. It's uh just uh, <laughs> I do. I need to start dating again. <laughs> right. Ooh, there you go. And uh, I, I will say that that you say that, and we. But I look at back on my entire career, and there was always somebody. Like I could have looked at every part of my career as nobody. Nobody cares that I do this. But that's, I mean, in my career, I think uh, I've I've spent almost every decade of my career thinking, well, nobody cares that I do this. I'm the only one who cares that I do this. I have to continue to right. care that I do this. Or I've just stopped doing this if I don't care that I do this. So that's, I right. mean, that's the circle that I run in, which is enough yeah. of a sort of a circle as to create sort of like, I'm, you know, uh, Remember the pioneers who circle up the wagons? Nobody, nobody can get in. Yeah. Nobody can get in because right. I'm circling right. my own. I'm chasing my own tail anyway, to some extent. Right. And so yeah. it, I mean, maybe I, I, and I, oh, and I would say this probably is true is that I've always been delusional, whether this was going to mean anything or do anything or anyone was going to give a shit. And I'm, so that's right. one of the reasons why I've always thought that I'm more successful then, because I never expected anything. I just assumed that I would always have a day job. When I quit my yeah. day job, it was huge. Like everybody at my level who quit their day job, quit their day jobs like five to 10 years earlier. And right, right, right. I was just like, no, I need to be able to pay my rent. I need to be able to know that I you know, we'll always be able to pay my rent and fill gas and buy food. And I don't have to ask anybody yeah. for anything. And then when I got, I got a windfall and I blew it. I blew the windfall anyway, but I did it because I quit the day job because I was like, well, this is a sign that if I don't quit now, I'm never going to quit. So I quit my day job 2003 and that first year was super hard. And then I kind of fell on my feet, but yeah, it was hard to get. It was a different rhythm. The, the money is a, every time the money changes, it's always scary because yeah. it never, well, yeah, it's never, a, it's a negative change. Well, or it's a, a right. I mean, because at first it's uneven. And you have to figure out how to, how to level it out again. Right. Like I remember when I quit my day job and I had, I was like, well, you better have at least, you know, some thousands of dollars or whatever. So you have at least two or three, and then you better grind it out and you better take that gig that pays two fifty or one fifty, and you better find seven of them right fucking now yeah <laughs> so that yeah. you have enough money for rent. And my rent was pretty cheap at the time. It was, you know, a long time ago and I lived in a, in Los Angeles when it was possible to live for cheaper than it is now. And so, and, but yeah, but whenever it does change, it is always, it's one of the, one of the hardest things to do is to live with uns uncertainty and that's what you're doing. You're yeah. living with uncertainty. Things have changed so much. Oh, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to point out it's been um, 
two years now of uncertainty, you know? Right, right, since that. Which means, I mean, I think that's why I was talking <sighs> to, um, I was talking to Jennifer McLean about Aaron Lee and about working the awards and stuff, but now you're on strike, so you can't work it anyway. But, um, yeah. I don't know what happened to your camera, oh my God. but there it is. I've gone into low power mode. Oh. Um, you're plugged in. We're back. We got another 15 minutes. Man, that could have been the break. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kyle. Yeah. I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is celebrating 50 years of hip hop by bringing you an entire month of brand new interviews with rappers. That means Jeezy. I put my pain in the music. Angie Stone. You know, hip hops. We called them hops back then. Master P. Music is what's going to open the doors for us, but whatever we come up with after this, it's going to be bigger. Plus, Chica, Saba, even the greatest of them all, Rakim. That's this September. Open up that podcast app, type in Bullseye, and hit subscribe. You're not going to want to miss any of this. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Nobody wanted to hear me soliloquize. Is that a word? That isn't a word. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I, I'm surrounded. Jackie, yeah? we're tired. Have we ever done this podcast when we weren't fucking exhausted? <laughs> it's always like the last thing of the week and it's so tired. It's so weird. I, I do wish, like, I don't even, like, I can't even think of the jokes I'm working on right now. That is the saddest statement I've ever said in my life. Right. Oh, right. I'm going to. But here's the thing, because you're a pro, if you were all of a sudden, like, uh, a comedy club opened right behind you, and you and you were told to be up on stage, you could do an hour right now. You know what, Lori? I also do not, as I always carry an emergency set list, don't have one on me. <laughs> I don't have one on me. <laughs> you don't get... You, it's in here. It's in it's here. It's up in my brain box. Yeah, I love an emergency mm -hmm. set list, because what if I am called upon? Few people... <laughs> chosen it's uh and plus it also it's usually has all the stuff i'm working on the the, the new stuff and yeah uh, i can't even think what it is right now what i am doing i yeah. um okay or i have a thing to talk Please. about i just remembered so the teaser for my comedy special yeah did, how's it uh so, uh, so you know, I put it in the uh, our little lady chat, and it had these this this guitar from like Comedy Central promos <laughs> in two thousand three. Yes, you know, and I was like, oh my god! So I hired Joe McKenzie, who d did our intro that people love, oh, and he did a little. I'm like, I just wanted to sound adult, <laughs> kind of jazzy, yeah. you know. And so he came up with a cool little little ditty that I think we'll be able to use. So yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to, uh, do you want to talk about that? That's it. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I still don't have, I don't know when it's coming out. And, um, I find, you know, <laughs> when the, when an MC says the title of it, uh, I don't do as well on my set as if they just say she has a special coming out. That's like, funny. I think people are like, what? Yeah. Like suspicious. So, um, <laughs> so maybe you say, I, don't know what to I, make I have a new special coming out. I am, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sick of, um, yeah, I don't, staycation isn't, I like, I'm sick of explaining how to say my name again. 
Like, cause I <laughs> thought that, I, I thought know, that right. vacation staycation would make it easier. And then, and now I've had other people come up and say, are you going to, is your next album going to be called location, 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 <laughs> which actually made me laugh. But I was like, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> cause I want to write like- that solo show altercation. And I haven't, uh, I haven't done that yet, but, uh, it's in it's in your head. Let's like Atsuko Okatsu. Her show was Let's Go Atsuko, yeah. and it. I didn't realize that it's so people could get the rhythm of her first name. Yep. yep. Did uh, now? I don't know if this is true. So someone should find a second source on this. But I heard. No, I'm going with it. You're going to go with it that Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla yeah. bought Comedy Time. Oh, I told you that. Was that you? Now, did you hear yes. about that from some comedy source or? Yes, I did from a source that they bought comedy time. And so if you have comedy time clips, and I think there's a certain demographic of us that do and wish they would uh, could all be burned <laughs> in a pit, in a burn pit, it, even if it gave people cancer, I think they would, they would accept it. You, where, where, uh, did you te- where did you film your comedy times? New York? comedy time no there i think they were all at the old ice house yeah right? that's where i did mine yeah literally yeah 25 bucks 25 50 bucks 50 bucks initially and then 20 then it went down to 20 25 and you what were yeah. we doing were we doing sevens were we doing ten remember i forget something like that 10 15 whatever we were doing there was no money in it they were talking about how it was co- it was co- the word content was not a word yet but that was what they were saying. No, it was content as in you were kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, but they were like, yeah, it's, they're going to, we're going to play them on Delta flights and Yahoo phones. Do you remember? Did you read the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, sure. the contract? And so all of those. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, how maybe this will help me get spots at the ice oh, house. How, how many it. did you do? I think I just did one. Oh shit! Look, we were we were all chasing the Angela Johnson Vietnamese nail salon <laughs> high, right? We're all hoping. Oh, I maybe did it before we'll that. Like I that. did it before. I did it. I think oh. in the late nineties. It must have been ninety nine, two thousand okay. that I did it. Uh, Pre nine eleven, okay. kids. Pre nine eleven. That was those uh, people who were running comedy time. Those are the real terrorists, and. Um, <laughs> God knows what jokes were on that, but um, I looked it up, well, th- and they're not playing any of mine, but they're playing a couple of yours, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, and they, so 800, 800 bought them, and now they're on Sirius? Is that where they're at? Yeah, so if you are a comic who had, you know, check your, check, because mine weren't linked to my name, so I might have some money. Right, so wh- what am I doing? Am I going to Sound Exchange and putting in comedy time? I don't know. I'm I'm just going to email somebody, because it's not, a, it, it's a little confusing to try to, you basically have to go on their website, find a track, and go, hey, that's me, that Lori Kilmartin, that's me, Lori Kilmartin, and so... You have my money. They sit on the money right. until you claim it. So can I have it? Yeah. And there's, but they don't have like the, they start to use all these, um, so just like, uh, industry terms with the links and you're like, is this the right link? Is this the right place I should be clicking okay, on so, to so make d- this claim? So, but on sound exchange, just 
do a, uh, just do a normal search of my name and claim different tracks. Cause it will come up as my name and then the album will come up. Like there's a horrible, I did a, oh, still mad. Uh, did a, a, a yeah. benefit for a domestic abuse, um, al- album that <laughs> she sold to comedy dynamics. I can't remember her name right now, but she sold the rights to comedy dynamics. Wow. And that's bad. Yeah, super bad. And so I claimed it. And then the comedy dynamics guy was like, why are we fighting over this? It's like $15. And I said, Oh, if it's just $15 then why are we fighting over it? Can I have it back? And he's like, no. And I was like, well then clearly it's not $15. It's more than 15. (laughs) And you can blow me. Uh, You know, it feels like it, it, it feels like, we're we're issuing tracks so that we can get paid on material we're sick of (laughs) and and that's fine because people are listening and people are making money off of it so we should too but honestly real stand-up comedy is not in our albums it's it's live it's the it's the best so here's here's what i do i say the best way to uh, to do stand-up comedy is live the next best way to listen to stand-up comedy is on an album and it's nice to listen to the whole album sort of like a lot of people like to listen to music the whole if you listen to the whole album yeah. there's an arc to it as is yeah. a stand-up comic whole set like if you listen to that 45 yeah. minutes to an hour you've listened to the somebody's whole set and that's my yeah, second that's a club set yeah yeah there were you, you've come up with uh yeah you've come up with the story of the whether it's all whether it turns into a story or not you've picked the best way for it to kill in a club and that's how you're going to listen right. to it and on an the album. next way is a video like a special or um so, something like that on uh, or a clip on youtube the worst way is stand-up comedy through a law and order episode when the <laughs> comic is being killed or they are um oh, the murderer right yeah so once that second removal of like punchline, all the movies and all the law and orders and all the, all the thing where ca- the characters Basil, of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Then yeah. that's the worst way to see stand-up comedy. First of all, nobody's giving up Basically. their A material and uh, to, to that comic. Unless you're Seinfeld Seinfeld, that that was his material, but it's his show. His, his opening standup is, it was always, funny it was always, me, and it know? was always clippy. It was always more like yeah. uh, a clip. And then they didn't, I think the one time or the one or two episodes where he, they show him on stage within the course uh-huh. of the show, he's usually yeah. uh, pretending to die. I think eat it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. So that's uh that, that's what I would like to say is that people should definitely uh, go see stand. Cause that is, you don't know what's going to happen if you go to see stand up comedy live. No, and I mean, um, if you're if you're part, oh, I ahead. was going to say. I mean, if if you're being filmed, you have some idea that there's some orchestration going on. But right, yeah. But even if the comic just does material, the same material they did the night before, it's not the same show. And the audience's ha- the audience response is the second half of the show. Yeah, right. The first half is the comic performing, yeah. and so whatever you're part of, you're part of this this electric once in a lifetime, uh, ethereal thing that will disappear and, but you'll laugh and it will lengthen your life for a few <laughs> minutes because laughter does. It, and 
live performance, it just, it goes away. I mean, we try to trap it and contain it with clips and, and uh, video and uh, recordings, but it really cannot be replicated. You, if you aren't there feeling it, it's a different experience. It's an, and it's such a beautiful experience when I perform, when I, I'm sure, but for me, I'll speak for myself is that when I'm performing in front of a live audience, it is that it is that, you know, I'm doing half the work. They're doing half the work. It's, and what is created is always unique. It's always interesting. It's always different. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not great, but, and sometimes it's fucking weird. And, and, and if you're there for those nights, you're like, what? And it's just a dream come true. Kind of. To see those. Oh yeah, like the Mary the Mary Lynn show at uh, at Flappers with the depressed police department. Yes. <laughs> that was so interesting. I, you know, you're not going to be able to duplicate that. That no, you're not going to be able to. Sh- I know. The- when are you going to have a sheriff complaining that nobody likes him to you? Right. Never. And Mary Lynn, quite honestly, or if you're listening to the show, get that video, get that clip, that yeah. bastard out, because. Uh, uh, even secondhand, I'll watch that fucking, that'll go viral heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was wild. That's awesome. And I think we're real close, about three minutes. Absolutely. Oh, close. What? So what do you got this week? Where are you going up? Oh, hopefully I'll have some spots that'll, that'll fill in. Uh, and then I'm in Seattle, uh, Friday, Saturday. Are you going in on the Friday? Follow- okay. Yeah. The following week, I'm going to Telluride. I'm doing a uh, festival that pays very little, but it's in Telluride. It should be fun. There's a lot of musical acts there. It's it's like a real festival. Oh wow! And uh, and it seems like I ha- it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I will have time to acclimate to the um, the altitude. I hope, and I won't. You know, and get those anyway, boost it, it, oxygen things too. If you um, if yeah. you end up feeling a little winded and stuff, I was sucking on those on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet will. you it's gorgeous. And then I'm at uh, and uh, yeah, me too. I'm at Go Bananas in Cincinnati uh, in October. So if you're in Cincy, prepare to be inundated with the uh, with video from me telling you to come to my show. <laughs> right. And I, the only thing I've got on the road this month is. Um, Minneapolis. I'm doing Acme 20 through 23. And Carmen Morales picked up a headlining week somewhere. <laughs> Look it up on CarmenMorales.com or the funny Carmen. But whatever it is, it's not going to be in Minneapolis with me. Anna Valenzuela and I are going to be at Acme. And Brian Kylie said he would work with us as well. So he's coming I'm in. So excited. So that'll be a super yeah. fun show. Brian Kylie, Anna Valenzuela. He's great. And he's a, he was a monologue writer at Conan and he's such a great writer. It's just super pristine, perfect jokes. Right. Like scalpel sharp. So, um, yeah, super fun. Yeah. Great. And that'll, that'll be super cool. I've also, I picked up, picked up a gig in Pittsburgh at a distillery in November. Watch me fly to Pittsburgh. You guys for a distillery in November, I'm willing to do it. And then, um, yeah, I would say no to that, and they need to know that. Okay, I'll let them know that. And it is a door deal, so knowing your hearts, November eighteenth. Oh. I'm trying out a new thing. I'm going to try door deals, Lori, because I don't have any work, and <gasps> uh, I don't have a lot of work. Right. So, um, 
I'm willing to trust. You know what I noticed with, uh, especially a place I did in Seattle that's not laughs is uh, they expect you to, they don't do any other advertising. Like if you're doing a door deal, you need to make sure they're doing their part. They have a me- an email list that they're sending your stuff out too. I mean, right. you got there you, are, you gotta there ride are them clubs too. and venues that are like, yeah, like you do it all. Well, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this let's work together yeah. since you're in that location and I'm not. Uh, and you're I think you have bar. more local emails. And you're getting the bar. Yeah. You're getting the bar. You're getting the food. Right, right. We're splitting the door, whatever it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I'm going to give it a shot. And then, um, and then I am working with Maria on some dates and um, hoping to book some more stuff. I don't know. I think we did it. Same here. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.